Silence! God, you're a dick. Maybe you should have been over here. I, you could have said, hey, we're recording now. But Okay, did this accomplish the same thing? No, because now I'm upset. So you're not going to participate? Oh no, I will. I'm just going to ruin it for everyone else. Silence! Oppenheimer! I myself am strange and unusual. Listen to Bright Radio! Nerd alert! See, this is the stuff that brings nerds together. So it's sort of social. Demented and sad, but social, right? If I'm interested in it, then by definition, it is nerdy. Are you a loser denial or something? My dad's a nerd. Welcome to episode 302 of Nerd Pride Radio. 302? Oh, my Google search turned up a website called 302 Wheaton. Wheaton! That's right. So being a big Will Wheaton fan, I immediately clicked. Turns out, it has nothing to do with Will Wheaton. Oh, I should silence that phone. Uh-huh. Turns out, instead of being a Will Wheaton thing, it's a restaurant called 302, and it is located in Wheaton, Illinois, which is a suburb of Chicago. Uh, it's a fast, casual place with a menu consisting, consisting of four variations of burger, a hot dog, fries, onion rings, giant pretzel. That's it. Laser-focused on his burger game, but then has a huge array of wines and craft beers. All right, plus, uh, the standard burgers come with something called schlick sauce. Ew. Right. See, it says right there, gross. I put it right in the show notes. Uh, but uh, it was made slightly better knowing that the owner's name is Eric Schlickman. So, Ew. Oh, yeah, you know what? Now that I say it out loud, that doesn't make it better at all, does it? It's his schlick sauce. Um, so I spent... His, his sweaty balls? Look, every, everybody, everybody in the world has a special sauce for their burgers, uh, and it's always... Uh, some variation of spicy mayo with ketchup. I mean, that's all it ever is. It's, it's basically a, a, a watered-down Thousand Island. Um, and so, but for me, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. I'm obsessed with this now. I needed to know what was what was in the Schlick sauce. I looked for reviews of the place where people describe it. I looked for pictures. Uh, I spent way too long trying to figure out exactly what Schlick sauce was. Uh, and all I know is that, yeah, it's mayo-based, it's a little spicy, and it's pinkish. So, uh, so some variation on everybody else's mayo ketchup special sauce. Exactly what I thought it was. Um, and yet, somehow I'd spent 45 minutes figuring out that, yeah, that, uh, my best guess is still my best guess. That's it. God, what a waste of my time. Anyway, uh, I'm, I'm sure it's a great place. It looks, it looks like a fine little burger joint there in, in Wheaton, Illinois. Uh, anyway, ask me how I'm doing today. Come on. How are you doing? Wait till, wait, wait, your timing sucks. How you doing? I am awesome! My name is Mike Jones, and this is my, my partner, Aiden. Wow. Uh, the, I don't know where I was going. I was going to say hi and howdy, and I just said them both at the same time, and did a racist depiction of a Native American, and I am so sorry. Heidi how? <laughs> um, so anyway, I am a Pathfinder slash D&D nerd, a history nerd, a sci-fi nerd, a comic book nerd, commuter. 
the computer nerd the movie community nerd. nerd. I, I do welcome, love, welcome I love Mark, the show. Welcome love the show community. Although I mean, I'd be more of a more of a Parks and Rec Brooklyn Nine Nine nerd. Welcome a to good our place nerd. Really. Welcome to our solely community episode review podcast. Um, Science nerd, gaming nerd. Plus, there's like seven other kinds of nerd. I only wish I was nerdy enough to be you. Dear listener, are listening to Nerd Pride Radio, the place where we go every week to have on about all the nerd stuff that just won't fit in our collective skull anymore. Our sponsor this week is Spacer's Choice. It's not the best choice. It's, it's Spacer's, Spacer's Choice. choice. Uh, let's get straight into the meticulously plotted portion of the podcast. This is the time for me and Aiden. We talk about all the interesting things that we've stumbled across during the last week. And if something tickles our nerd fancies during the course of our busy, busy weeks... We add it to our master list, and the very best off of, that, off of that list gets spewed out all over you guys every week when we record. Like Schlick Sauce. You lucky dogs. Gross. Yeah, I almost threw you there, didn't I? Um, so, well, no, look. You used to say, you gross, every time I said, spewed out all over you guys. But you've gotten used to it. So I had to up the game a little bit. And that's how he sexes it up. And that's how I nerded up. Uh, straight in that master list. We're going to do a segment called, Hey, how's it going? You got anything going on? How are you feeling? I'm doing all right. Pandemic's treating you all right? I mean, yes and no. I mean, it's still a pandemic. Yeah, it means that the the school's going to close down early for break this year, and that sucks. Yeah. So you got, I mean, you know, who doesn't want another month off, but, you know, it's unpaid and all. Yeah. Yeah. But but you've plotted it out. You're going to get through. Everything's going to be cool, right? Should. See? Uh, and if if worse comes to worse, um, you know you have your your parents to rely on, and you know the shelter is always always available. So I think we're good. I mean, sure. Okay, so I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, speaking of how how's it going, um, my brother's vegan now. Uh, Kyle. Oh man, I didn't know right, that. Right, right. What a surprise! If only he would talk about it every hour of every day. So Kyle, Kyle has. Has decided he's a vegan, and uh, uh, he has uh, well, not decided. He has he has chosen to eat vegan, uh, and he's been sticking to it. Apparently, uh, he really likes it, and he has taken on the role of new vegan who won't shut the hell up about being a vegan, and he recognizes that that's what he's doing. So he's just just playing to the crowd on it. Uh, but he has inspired me, and I have for a long time realized that for many reasons i want to eat more plants i am not good at eating vegetables i don't eat fruits i don't eat vegetables well, i mean i do I, you know i eat starchy vegetables corn potatoes that doesn't really count though no it's the green stuff other than peas and green beans i don't eat many green vegetables or any green vegetables for that matter and so uh so inspired by my brother's example i thought you know what this is this is the day i need to start stepping up my game i'm not going vegan here but I am trying to eat more veggies and less meat, and thus uh, it's working out pretty well. I don't I don't know if I told you this, but like there's been there's been uh, like three days this week that I didn't eat any meat at all because yeah. uh, uh, because I'm going with the the high protein vegetables. And I've stuff. been doing that as well, but not by choice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. You're getting prepared for for taking an extra month off unpaid. Right. All right. Good for you, man. That's great. Uh, so. Uh, it hurts. You know, you know what else hurts? Holy shit! Hello? What was that? Is it okay? What's it's still the... recording. 
Well, that was a weird noise. Did you guys hear that? That was the first beep of the self-destruct sequence. Yeah. Hey, hey, how's it going? Yeah. Well, my my computer's uh, committing suicide, but um, no. Here's here's the main take, reason take, I bring taking up... a long trip down the suicide. Look, I'm using "Hey, how's it going?" as a way to introduce that you know I'm making some life changes and it's working out well. I this week I've eaten uh, lots of uh, spinach and kale. Kale. What? I'm sorry, I'm going to need to keep keep doing what you're doing, but I'm going to need to take a step out of the meticulously plotted portion of this podcast after yeah? this segment. Okay, that's fine. Alright. Um, and, uh, and I tried lentils for the first time this week. Really? Yeah. What'd well, you think? Well, because I, I was looking for high-protein vegetables, and... Uh, I mean, depend depends on what kind of lentils, because... According to the FDA, Skittles technically count as lentils. They do not. They absolutely they do. They do not. Listen, um, look, soybeans, uh, edamame, is the highest protein uh, vegetable uh, pound for pound. Right. And, and you wouldn't believe, but here in Nebraska, we grow nothing but cows, corn, and soybeans. That is the only three things. If you're passing by a field anywhere in Nebraska, that field is either full of cows, corn, or soybeans. There are no other choices in this state. And yet, somehow, my grocery store and Walmart here in town do not carry edamame. You cannot buy soybeans. The colorless individual candies are known as lentils. If you taste a colorless Skittle, Know in your heart that it's lentils, and they're called lentil. Oh, they just call them that because they're shaped like lentils. Okay, I'll, I get that. Okay, that's fine. Um, I wasn't <laughs> wrong. No, wasn't well, you, well, you said FDA. I'm so sorry. Technically, Aiden was wrong. Fight me. Doesn't happen very often. Um, yeah, because like, like last week when he saved me on the uh, on the whole <laughs> game, game Grumps uh, Ninja Sex Party bit uh, because. Like, right after he listened to that segment, Jacob had to send me a text going, Oh, God, it's a good thing Aiden saved you, because I was going to chew your ass for that. What are you, what are you thinking? I'm like, God, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, so anyway, let me back up. Let me back up to soybeans. Um, you would think soybeans would be more popular here. You would think uh, catering to vegan cuisine and, and pushing soybeans would be good for the Nebraska economy. But you got to remember that the whole soy boy thing is a thing. Well, that's why they call it edamame, which is not an improvement. No. Edamame just sounds... It just sounds like a... Really hippie... M- maternity fetish? Yeah, I don't I don't know what that is. Um, but, uh, but I only say that, as a side note, the real point I was getting to was lentils. So lentils was a, a second choice, because, you know, right up there is uh, uh, soybeans and then lentils and then chickpeas, I think. Uh, which I love chickpeas. I've always loved chickpeas, but I'm like lentils. I've never had lentils. That's awesome. And uh, so I made myself a lentil soup, and it was awesome. Like lentils and just tons of other vegetables mixed in, and uh, and I I had uh, a couple of bowls of that. And then I discovered that oh, you know, you need to you need to introduce yourself to lentils slowly. Um, yeah, yeah. Apparently they're made of farts. Yep, they're made of pure fart punches. Oh my god. It was like my my the whole day my whole stomach is just rolling. Um, it was good though. God, it was really tasty. Um, and I had the the lentil soup for lunch at work. And Yancy's like, "Oh, oh, well, I guess I'm uh, I'm not gonna be able to be in your office for a while." Then I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Oh God, it was terrifying. Um, 
Were they loud enough that Yancey could hear you across the hall? No, no, I did not fart out loud at work when anyone was around. But I, I did have one of those where, um, where I was headed to the bathroom, and as I'm walking down the hall, I'm just crop dusting and just like not voluntarily crop dusting right. as I go, but like just every step you take. It's one of those. Yeah, that's oh, terrifying. Um, but you know, gotta, just gotta get used to the lentils. I should have should have just dove in so uh, uh, with such a big bowl of lentil soup so, all at once. So you're saying someone incorrectly made a uh, a Boston 239 bean salad? <laughs> that's 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 exactly what I'm saying. That's right. They they added that extra bean. <sighs> Hi, hungry. I'm dead. Okay. Um, anyway, hey, that's that's how it's going for us. Are you guys doing all right? Uh, I, I hope people are doing well. I understand that this is a super stressful time, mm-hmm. uh, which we'll talk more about later. Uh, lucky you guys. Uh, but uh, I, I hope it's all right. Like I say, just just checking in. So, um, uh, And now we're going to hit the time machine backwards before the meticulously plotted portion of this podcast. Really? To updates. Updates. So cuties. Yeah, we've, those little little oranges, little, like clementines. We've spoken They're like little mini citrus a couple fruits. times on the horrifying, disgusting project that is cuties. Yeah, and the update is that the creators of the movie are now facing criminal charges. Yeah, which, um, again, I haven't seen cuties, and my my guess is. That while you and Jacob and many other people find it um, morally questionable. No, no, no. Not questionable. Reprehensible. Sure. Sure. But I, my guess is it still stands up as art and thus it... Okay. What was the creator's intent to create porn? Or was the creator's intent to to shock and and create a reaction? Well, considering that their message was so weak in the movie that they had to explain it in an interview and that they had over 250 girls twerk for them for Auditions. All right, I, I look. I I'm not, just saying. I have that not. I hope seen it. I hope they are convicted. I, I, that worries me on free speech grounds. I really, that really worries me on free speech grounds. Uh, because, uh, but again, I haven't seen it, so I don't know the context of it. Look, I'm Mike, and I defend pedophiles. No, I'm saying I may have to watch this movie in order to be able to speak intelligently about it. And I don't want to watch this movie because even before the controversy, this didn't sound like a movie I was interested in. No, don't watch it. Don't subject yourself to this unless you want to sound smart. I mean, yeah, well, I always want to sound smart. It's kind of my thing. I really get (laughs) off on it. Oh, no. Oh, no. Don't. Don't don't be like that. Don't, don't tell me you're gonna. I, I'm not even gonna follow that joke. Through. Can we? Can we? 
Can we fast forward now out of the update segment and back to, hey, how's it going? Sure. Oh, yeah. Hey, I, I see you shaved. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Let me let me ASMR rub my face against the mic. All right. Go ahead. Come here. Ow! 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 See, I'm Mike. All right. That's enough. It actually came out really well on the sound wave. Yeah, it did. Um, You're welcome. So, uh, what 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 brought that on? Well, I have a costume that involves a morph suit, and if I don't shave to wear it, I get stray hairs that just poke out the bottom of the morph suit. So I look like a I look like a middle schooler who's way too proud of his not quite facial hair yet. Ew, gross. Okay, um, well, uh, it'll grow back. I know. <laughs> Let me tell you, I have not heard so many put it backs as I have this weekend. <laughs> Every one of my friends who see me is like, put it back, put it back on your face. No, bad. Nice. Um, I mean, they're not wrong. Look, you are a handsome, wonderful child. Grown man now, you're my child, I can say that. But, uh, um, you look better with the beard. Yeah, I, mean, I, I agree. I don't, I, know. I don't, I don't, I... I don't th- see. Here's the thing: you look better with a like a medium beard, like a like a not a. I mean, you don't want to go with the the, the stubble look. You don't want to go with right. the big mountain man. But when you get like a medium beard, like an inch or so, right? What, what I had when I shaved it off. Yeah, it was really perfect then. Right. But oh, well, it is maybe a little long. Maybe a little. Mm, maybe, but still. Um, Anyway, uh, great radio because they cannot see what I look like. Oh, it's gross. It's horrible, guys. It's awful. Oh, you're still here. Sorry. No, no, you're right. It, I am vile currently. So, uh, anyway, uh, uh, next up, hey, it's the gaming table. I've got Dungeon Master's Guide. I've got 12-sided die. Role-playing games, video games, board games, card games, any games. If it fits on our gaming table, then we are here to share it with you. Hey, what's up? Uh, not much. What's up with you? You heard about Up Tonight? <laughs> this is your segment, dude. <laughs> what's Up Tonight? <laughs> not much. I'm going to record a podcast, head home, play some Outer Worlds. Speaking of the Outer Worlds... Nice segue. Um, uh, it is a game... Made by Obsidian, and it's kind of an old release if you're on console, but it just recently came to PC, which is why I've been playing it. Because I I play mostly on PC, I do have a PS4 for gaming with friends, but I digress, not important to the conversation. What is important? We don't like uh, off-topic digressions on this podcast. Oh yeah, we hate them. Never once. Um... What you gotta know about me is that I am a big fan of Fallout 4. Right. I have put, at this point, 1,500 hours into Fallout 4. Okay. Which is still nowhere close to the most hours I put into a game. Right. And, not only has he put in that many hours, but when he says the number, he's actually bragging. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's nothing like my, you know, 9,000 hours in Skyrim. Okay, so anyway. <laughs> Someone help, I'm trapped in Tamriel. Um, uh... But I really like Fallout 4. I like what it has to offer. I like that it does not include what... Okay. What I didn't like about Fallout New Vegas and Fallout 3. I particularly did not enjoy Fallout 3 or New Vegas. 
which is an extremely unpopular opinion. But why didn't you enjoy them? Okay, well, I feel that the combat is a little one-sided against you. Mm -hmm. So that you really have to go looking for weaker fights before you can go traveling towards your destination. Okay, I follow you. And then there's the repair system, where if you have a 10mm pistol, well, now you need to go find identical 10mm pistols to deconstruct and then build your gun back up. Gotcha. And then the stories were okay. You remember Super Mario RPG where you had to do that? Not not the not with the pistols, but the whole bit of, of Super Mario RPG. The next area is open, but you're just clearly not high enough level. Yet. Right. I hate grinding like that. Alright, anyway, go ahead. But, I mean, the grind wasn't a big deal for me. But what was is that without the DLC in 3 or New Vegas, in an open world game, when you completed the main story, it ends. Mm -hmm. The game is over, there's no more exploration, you get an end credit scene, and it's done. Ew. In an open world game. Right. What the heck? So you have to go back to your last save point. Right, and then you can go maybe go do some stuff, but what's the point? Right. Then comes the Outer Worlds. The Outer Worlds was... Because uh, Obsidian made Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas. Right. Bethesda made Fallout 4. Okay. And then Bethesda also made Fallout 76, which was a complete flop. A uh, completely god-awful game that no one should play. Who was responsible for Fallout's 5 through 75? Ha ha ho, ha 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 ha. Whew. Look, I don't know anything about Fallout culture. I assume I'm the first person ever to make that joke. Right, absolutely. Um, But everyone loved Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas. Uh -huh. And huge fans of Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas hate Fallout 4. Okay. I really like Fallout 4, don't like the other two. So, in response to Fallout 76, Obsidian's like, Hey, we're going to make a retro-futuristic open-world game. It's not Fallout, we promise. And so it was kind of a response to Fallout 76 for those people who did like New Vegas and 3. Okay. And the first trailer's... For the Outer Worlds opens with From the creators of Fallout New Vegas and Fallout 3 Like Rubbing it into Bethesda's face like Hey, we made the good ones Wow And I've spent the last week playing The Outer Worlds And it's really good Really? Even though you yes. didn't like 3 or New Vegas? Because it As much. toned down Everything I hated about New Vegas and 3 Nice. The combat feels really fluid. You have a bunch of tactical ways to get your own advantage in combat. Uh, a massive variety of weapons. And the repair system is, yes, weapons lose, you know, durability, which I don't quite agree with as a mechanic in itself, because it's a video game. I don't need to play weapon maintenance. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently you do have to. But it's now... You can deconstruct any weapon or armor for weapon and armor parts. And once you collect enough parts, you can just repair a piece. So I can use these seven swords to repair my gun. 
Nice. Which is so nice so that I don't have to go... Because if I have a rare weapon, Mm -hmm. I don't need to go out and hunt for more of that rare weapon. Right. You just need raw materials with which to make repairs. Right. Smart. So, and all the characters are super well written. None of the quests feel empty like New Vegas and 3 did. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I haven't completed it, so I don't know if it lets you continue after Endgame. But I don't see how they couldn't let you do that. Because that just doesn't happen in modern open-world games. We'll find out. I mean, I'd, I'd be sure disappointed if it did. But I already bought the DLC, so good luck. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. You know what segment we haven't done in a long time? Uh, you mean that segment I didn't know about? No, you know what segment we haven't done in a long time? What what segment? Jeez, Netflix has a lot of crappy horror movies. Boy, do they ever? Yeah, and sadly, I, I, I just... I know you don't have anything prepared. We don't have any horror movies at all. Um, I just... As you were talking, I'm like, Hey, how come we haven't done any horror movies in a while? I just haven't had the time, And I thought, this would be, I thought this would be a funny way to introduce it. I know, you've been working your ass off, dude. Um, oh, wait, well, wait, 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 wait. I did see one horror movie. Um, what was the horror movie I just saw? It was like last night. I can't even remember the title of it. I watched it was, last was night. Was it crappy? Yeah, okay. It was on It was on Amazon Prime. So it was crappy. Wait. It was called Two Days Back. So it was crappy. Wait. Just wait. Now, are we talking like Killer Clowns from Outer Space crappy or the Boathouse crappy? Okay. If you took... Everyone who auditioned for a high school play. Oh, no. Wait. Oh, Wait. No. Took all of them, right? And you pick, out of everyone who auditioned, you pick your two leads, your male and your female lead. All right. Shoot them in the head, use everybody else. That's, <laughs> that's two days back. Um, <laughs> Battle Royale style. I am just telling you. It was, I, like, like we were not, but, okay, first off, I was watching it because it was, I was flipping through the movies I had available, and it was the shortest one, and so I thought, okay, I'll just watch a short film while Lisa, and short is still, you know, an hour and a half, but while Lisa is doing something else, but she's in the room, and it's not even five minutes in, and she's like, what is this piece of shit you're watching? I'm like, I'm like, I just, I don't know, I just want to see where it goes, because I thought, I thought, look. I put it on my list because I had been going through a bunch of time travel movies, and and uh, two of the time travel movies that I put on my list recommended. Oh, then you'll want to watch Two Days Back. So I assumed it was a time travel movie. It was not. Uh, it was a stupid horror movie. It was terrible, terrible. It was. Um, I'm just going to give away the whole thing because it was that bad. The dialogue was terrible. The sound editing was terrible. It's one of those where the dialogue is quieter than the background music. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, the e- even even Lava Lantulas was competent in... The, the cinematography was um, amateurish at best. I mean, it was just a stationary camera wherever they happened to set. It was just gross. Um and At least it wasn't like a permanent Dutch angle. Oh God! It was. Here's our plot. All right, we have little girl, five years old, gets lost in the woods. All right, Get- she wanders away. She gets lost in the woods. She's gone for two days. We're watching they, us. They f- shut up. 
They find her, <laughs> and she has no memory of what happened during that two days she was gone. For watching she's, us? She's blocked it all out. All right. Great. Now, same girl is in college. Yeah. Much older now. Not five. We're, we're, wa- we're watching us? She's in... No, that would be a good movie. <laughs> she's in college now, and she is part of the environmental club, and the environmental club is watching the the forester students across the cafeteria, because apparently that's the rivalry is environmentalists versus foresters. Loggers, essentially. Um, right. At college. Every, every college has the loggers club. Right. He went... Well, look, I went to logging school. Look, um, look. If if I had known that the yeah, loggers existed, me and my beard and flannel may have it, fitted in in college. That's why they kept saying foresters. They got they were getting their forestry degree. Apparently, doesn't make any difference. <laughs> I've got a PhD in so, murder in the land. So one of them goes over and spies on the foresters and finds out that they're planning to go on a two day hike into the mountains, okay. where they are then going to illegally cut down some old growth forest. And then return, and they're being paid, like, weird weird amounts of money for this. Oh my god, I just realized that they never addressed that at the end of the movie. Alright, shit. I got more complaints now. Alright. <laughs> so, the logging club is going to go off and illegally log old growth forest. The environmental club has decided that the best way to address that is to follow them, get photographic evidence of what they're doing, and get them busted. This involves, again, a two-day hike through the, the mountain wilderness right. to get to where you're going. And they have all they know is that they're going to be on this mountain ridge. It's like a big, long area. They don't know where these guys are going to be. How are you going to find them? What, are you going to, you going to stalk them through the woods? How are you going to even... There's no, there's no sense to any of this. Um, ultimately, look, they, they finally do catch up to them. The guys are doing their logging. But in the meantime, there's some creepy shit going on. People disappear. Uh, a couple of people get killed with weird stuff carved into them. Who gives a crap? All right. Terrible things are happening. And you finally realize that, oh, yeah, the the head logging dude that our our heroine is, is slowly falling in love with, you realize, oh, he's being very suspicious. He's the killer. Clearly, he's the killer. Oh, and then you know because there was need to back up. At the very beginning when she got lost in the woods, there was a boy in the woods. Oh, okay. It's going to be him. You just know it's okay. going to be him. There's no there's no other reason that she would see. All you see is just, you see him in a distance. You, it's like, that's all you see. Right. So, clearly, he's the boy that she met in the woods when she was... And, in the end, he's been obsessed with her his whole life. He winds up, you know, everyone else is being dispatched, and he's kidnapped her and dragged her to his cabin in the woods... So we're watching Cabin in the Woods. Where, where we can now see that he's got pictures of her up and news articles and like he's and he wants to keep her here and uh, so that she'll belong to him and keep him company forever. Um, and I'm like, so wait, your master plan, feral forest boy, was to hope that this young girl became an... Was you were going to... You, you knew she was an environmentalist and so you intentionally pay because there's no there's no explanation of who was paying them to come out here and do this illegal logging so it only could have been him right ow so you arranged to trick a bunch of your friends into coming out here and doing illegal logging 
under the assumption that someone from the environmental club will overhear your conversation and thus mount an expedition to follow you and that she'll join in so that you can then lure her to your cabin in the woods. Looking over his shoulder. Hey guys, can we talk about our illegal logging just a little louder? Yeah, see... Stupid. Stupidest damn movie ever. I... Like it doesn't even it doesn't even merit the brain power I'm using to talk about how stupid it is. Oh, I know those horror movies, don't you? But it made me so angry I can't get over it. It was such a waste of my time. I was see, but see, like more about half hour in, I was hate watching the rest of it. See how exactly you now understand <laughs> my purpose. Oh, it was terrifying. That's just awful. The you, worst. You now understand why I watch these. So, um, so, just to make sure we're all on the same page here, uh, two days passed, four out of five stars. High recommend. Okay. Um, <laughs> but this, this wasn't a segment because we don't have any horror movies. Um, so, anyway, oh, no, no, no. Here's, here's what we're up to. Uh, it's time for a nerd culture report. I thought this was bowling for weirdos. <laughs> no, Gonzo, but you are very, very close. Look, uh, this is my new hobby, and it's actually not my new hobby. It's an old hobby, and I think I've, I've talked to you guys about it before, but I'm getting better at it. Uh, if, if you know any younger millennials or Gen Zers, Zoomers, whatever you want to call them, and, uh, you like annoying them for fun, um, misuse Gen Z slang around them. And I've always wanted to get better at this, but I don't know enough Gen Z slang and I'm not practiced enough at misusing it, but I've gotten better. So, and, and what was the key for me is I love referring to things as WAP. Oh, dude, that is, that is so WAP. No, you can't. Makes do me that. so happy. And then, and then when they complain, and you're like, "But it is WAP. It's wonderful and perfect. It's awesome. I love that." And then Aiden literally had to ask me, "Did Eli tell you that's what it meant?" I'm like, "No, of course I know what it means. I'm not stupid." <laughs> but uh, uh, doesn't doesn't it also mean worship and prayer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody yeah. actually told their priest that, and then their priest actually s- tweeted out, "Gonna have some good laughing today." That that sounds like a, um, a yeah, that happened story, but um, but it's a good story. So uh, yeah, look um, <clears throat> for for things that are cool, uh, I refer to them as WAP and FAM. Referring to them as fam is the worst. Yeah, no, seriously, because WAP usually refers to people. Fam refers to uh, to uh, items and things, but you can you can mix them up for uh, dramatic effect. But yeah, oh, dude, dude, You're that movie a monster that movie was fam. Oh, no, seriously. Um, all right, or uh, the the other ones that you need to work in um, WAP and fam are great to use as uh, just meaning cool. Uh, uh, slaps also fits in there. Uh, but slaps, I, I, I take slaps to be something that sucks. Oh, dude, I'm sorry, that slaps. Can we give it a pause quick? Uh-oh, we have to pause. Alright, I am so sorry to interrupt you, but, uh, I just received a phone call that I have to talk about. Are you sure? Yes. So, uh, without naming any names, I just got a call from a friend who has been watching me play The Outer Worlds. And... He has no idea what it's called. And I just received a call, him very excitedly telling me that he bought Wastelanders 3. What? What? What's Wastelanders 3? I don't know! Yeah. And so I respond, okay, I would, 
I've never played that game. He's like, yeah, you were playing it last night. I'm like, no, I wasn't. I was playing The Outer Worlds last night. Uh, oh. Oh, I, I, I gotta go. And <laughs> it's... If he had just asked, I would have told him. Oh, poor guy. Oof. <sighs> okay, well, that'll be enough of uh, millennial slang. Look, if you need if you need extra terms, use misuse... lit wherever you want, and uh, boomer is interchangeable of the f word. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, boomer, boomer is. I'm using that as. Uh, oh, dude, we are so boomered. That's I love that one. Um, but uh, anyway, have fun with that. Uh, oh, uh oh, get the little ones out of the room. Make sure you're sitting down for this. Urgh! Nerd rage came flashing back, and I just looked at him and went, Urgh! Uh, that's right. It's time for some nerd rage. Uh, okay. I have had this exact conversation on the podcast before, but we're going to have it again. Uh, our system is discouraging people from getting tested for COVID. Our system actively discourages people from getting tested uh, and discourages them from quarantining, from social distancing, and it's wrong, all right? And when I find out that someone suspected that maybe they were exposed to COVID, uh, maybe they're in danger, and then they don't do anything about it, they just keep going on with their lives as usual, they keep going to work, uh, I know the gut instinct is to be angry at someone like that. Look, dude, you might be at risk, but you're still you're still working. Aren't you going to get tested? All right, I'm not angry at them. All right, I can't be because it's not their fault. All right, and but Mike, you say I hear you saying it. Say say but Mike, but Mike. <laughs> oh my God, you ruined everything. Um, but Mike, you say uh, didn't you just rant last week about how national Republicans are not taking precautions after they are exposed? Yeah, okay. See, that's different. Um, because those are people who created this situation, all right? They're the ones with all the power. They're the ones who could actually change this situation, and they continually choose not to, all right? They consistently, actively work to discourage people from protecting themselves. They could do something about this. No, no, look, I'm talking about ordinary people, all right? I'm especially talking about essential workers, uh, but uh, real essential workers, not like the vice president. And uh, But all of this applies to all kinds of people who are just trying to get by. Uh, it's when you are afraid that you have been exposed and you go to get tested and then they, when you're getting tested and they say, Oh yeah, yeah. Have you had any symptoms? No. All right. Have you been exposed? Blah, blah. And then they order you to be quarantined for 10 days, two weeks, depends on where you're at. Or, or they tell you that without, uh, without, uh, exposure or symptoms, you'll be put on a waiting list that is, uh, at this point, two weeks long. Yeah, it is. It's ridiculous. All right. And so, um, and, and what happens is, if we had support for people who were quarantining, that would be awesome. I would have no problem with this. But the problem is, is that there's no, there's no financial support for it. All right. So if you're a parent and you're afraid that you've got COVID and you have to go get yourself tested and you have to quarantine for two weeks because you were exposed to it. And then, oh, a week into your quarantine, now your kids, it turns out that, yeah, now you have a positive test, so now your kids have to be quarantined, but now their quarantine goes longer than yours. I mean, what, what, you take three weeks off of work, four weeks off of work? Do you have that much sick leave? Can you afford that? Does your job even offer sick leave? 
right? Or depending on where you work, you may be, you know, if, God forbid that you're working in the restaurant industry right now and you get sick and potentially shut down your place of business. Um, and then you have no job, all right? Uh, it is, it's just horrifying. And we don't, we don't do anything to support people. Bosses, uh, other employees are actively encouraging people not to go get tested if you don't have to, because God, it's just bad news could just be worse. You know, it, it, then we could all wind up going without pay. We don't want that. God, if you're going to get tested, then we all have to quarantine. We're screwed. We're boomered. Um, and so uh, the whole thing just just makes me angry that we've created a system that that is is encouraging people to hide potential infection uh, rather than get it taken care of and headed off at the past. Look, again, here's what we should have done. All right. Mandatory masks should have done that right from the beginning. Uh, social distancing um, and then aggressive testing. All right. Aggressive testing, aggressive contact tracing, um, job guarantees so that people know that they can't be fired for taking you know, for going on quarantine. Uh, and then financial support for anyone who does have to be quarantined. If we could have done that, provided the financial support for people as they need it, as it's coming up, um, then yeah, okay. Would there be some fraud in the system? Probably so. There'd be some people who abuse that, take advantage of it, get an extra couple of weeks off work with pay from the government, whatever. All right. But even with that, the cost to our society, the cost to our, our economy would be way less than the hit we've already taken. It just... Did you know? Did you know that when all this started way back in like March and April, uh, Jared Kushner, who was in charge of our uh, COVID response team at the time, yeah, he was out there finding solutions for us. Jared Kushner got together with all of our best medical experts, and they came up with a plan for aggressive testing, for aggressive testing and contact tracing. And here's and they were ready to. It's still the same number of tests we're doing now, but each one opens with a punch in the face. No, they had... They it's had aggressive testing. Aggressive testing. That's funny. Um, they had a full plan that... I don't I don't know the details of it. I don't know how close it is to my dream of what should have happened or what modern recommendations would say now that we've got six months of experience. But they had a plan for testing. And then ultimately, they've got memos from the meetings where it's, oh, well, um, ultimately, this is, this is a Democrat problem. And they scrapped it. They pushed it all aside. And again, there's no... Uh, when I say we have memos, I'm saying we have reports of this. Again, he said, she said, a lot of things. But the whole point is, we they had the plan. They absolutely had the plan, and it was it was a decent one that followed the best advice from medical experts. And then they decided to throw it away. They just decided to throw it away. And again, would have saved us a lot of heartache. Would have saved us a lot of trouble. Probably would have helped Trump get reelected. Uh, he may still get reelected, but. Probably would have been good for him in the long run if he had done it. Uh, and, uh, and they just throw it out. Sad. So that's my nerd rage. And you might be wondering, what can you do now to help? And the answer is vote. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you should. But, uh, um, wait a minute. Did I put that in there? God, I thought maybe you were reading my show notes. No. Um, because uh, uh, that's in the next segment. So, oh, there's more. Right. Is this the sad episode? Oh, you you want to skip the uncomfortable topics? No, I mean it's it's important. We can't 
We, we gotta. Okay, and, and I'll do this one quick. All right, uncomfortable topics. Look. Um, all right, you know, and I, I call it uncomfortable topics whenever I talk about religion or politics. But I wish it wasn't uncomfortable. I wish, uh, you know, when it's we something should be important. completely comfortable in normal topics. When, when it's important, we should just get over, get over our discomfort. We should just talk it out. All right? We have to. We have to. We have to get this stuff on, on the table. So, uh, when it comes to politics, see, oh, yeah, here it is. When it comes to politics, everybody vote. Oh, yeah. Look, uh, I don't care if you agree with me. I don't care if um, you're unless, on my unless side. Unless you live in Nebraska's third district, and then it matters a little less, but. Once again, uh, okay, Nebraska's third district, the projected vote total for our, our district of Nebraska is 73% Trump, 27% Biden. That is the projected vote total. On election day, that's not his chances of winning. That's Trump is expected to get seventy three percent of all votes in our district. Uh, no joke, and that is the highest. Yup, the highest vote share of any of the the. Now, look, Nebraska and Maine are the only ones broken out by district because we're the only ones that divide up our electoral votes like that. So all the rest of it, there may be more conservative uh, districts out there, but they're just lumped in with their state's overall vote. So. You know, nobody, nobody's bothering to break those out. But of all the units that are broken out, yeah, Nebraska's third is is uh, a number one on the MAGA list. So, uh, anyway, having having said that, it's still I, I, important. I've also seen four MAGA hats at work. Oh, I believe that. Yeah, uh, yeah. There. Here's the thing. Even even knowing that my vote for president is not going to change the outcome one way or another. Um, oh, and if you didn't know, I, I support Biden, but that's beside the point. Um, no matter what side you're on, look, I'm still going to vote because I want the popular vote total to reflect my vote. All right. If if somehow Joe Biden wins the popular, well, he's going to win the popular vote. If he wins the popular vote but still loses the election in the Electoral College, I still want his margin in the popular vote to be as high as possible. If he wins by eight points in the popular vote, and yet still loses the presidency. I want the world to be outraged about that, that we live in a country of minority rule. I want I want that to be the discussion, okay? Um, but I can't wait for someone to take that clip out of context. <laughs> really? I hate that we live in a country of minority rule. No, we do. We do. Like, like South Africa. Apartheid South Africa was a country of minority rule because the minority white population ruled over a nation that was... Right. I understand what you mean via context. Right. But just that line without context makes it sound a little different. I get that. I forget that not everybody listens to uh, political podcasts as many hours a week as I have been lately. I really need to get over that addiction. Um, but anywho, um, voting, voting. Ah, here we go. Um, it looks like people are actually going out to vote. As I'm recording this, it is Sunday. You guys will be listening to it on Monday, which means that you know Tuesday is the last day to vote. Heck, half of you won't even listen to this until after the vote. Until the vote is already done. Did you? Yep. Good for you, man. Good for you. Um, yeah, I voted first day it was open in Nebraska. He's going to make America great again. He just needs another four years. Right? <laughs> oh, my God. So, God, what a dumpster fire. So, 
the the fact that we have such massive voter turnout this year is awesome. I'm glad to be seeing more democracy, uh, more people being involved, more voices being heard. That is amazing. Uh, but even with that, um, you know, when I say more democracy, I think the, the idea of encouraging as many people as possible and taking active steps to facilitate as many people as possible voting is an inherent good. Right. It should be a no-brainer. It should be should be a fundamental principle of democracy that encouraging and facilitating people to vote, encouraging and facilitating people to participate in democracy is an inherent good that it makes democracy better to encourage democracy. Doesn't is, it doesn't seem why, to make sense? Which is kind of why through my whole voting career, which has been the last four years, I've been disheartened from voting. Right. Right. Because, and because I live in a country where the majority will take the only vote that matters, and there's nothing I can do about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and again, ultimately, the majority in this state is going to be all, all MAGA, all Trump. But the majority of the, in the last, what, nine elections, the Democrats have won like seven out of the last nine elections in the popular vote for president. Uh-huh. And yet uh, we've only gotten, they, they, we have only gotten the presidency five times, even though they've won it seven. You know, mm-hmm. um, which is how the system is designed. But uh, but here's the thing. I, I'm not here to complain about the Electoral College, although I certainly could for a long time. Um, what I find is disturb find disturbing here is uh, I used up one of my five New York Times articles uh, because New York Times lets you view five articles a month uh, and then they cut you off and they ask you for money, um, which I'm still not going to give them any uh, because I'm cheap. But. Darn, they do they do have good stories. Um, but I used up one of my five New York Times articles this month to read a story about the two presidential candidates' strategies in Pennsylvania for this final couple of weeks here. Because Pennsylvania, mm. Pennsylvania is the linchpin of this election. If Biden wins Pennsylvania, Trump has almost no chance, like less than one percent right. chance. If Trump wins Pennsylvania. Trump has a good 70-80% chance of winning the whole thing. All right, Biden still has a shot, but it's a lot harder for him without Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is hugely important. But even uh, aside from Pennsylvania, um, there's, there's a bunch of other states that, like all these, uh, all of these uh, 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 sw- battleground states, swing states, those, I was confusing the two terms. God, I couldn't get my English straight. Um, Ohio, Iowa, Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, um, in any of those, Trump needs all of them to win. Uh-huh. So if Biden wins any one of those, Trump has almost zero chance. Right. If Trump wins any of those, his chances, if he wins one, his chances go up to, you know, oh, maybe 30% instead of just 10%. And so you want to be really heartened and go, oh, oh, holy shit. So, so Biden just needs to win one of these states and he's pretty much locked it all in. Well, that's, we could, he can win one. I mean, they're, they're all like 50 50, so chances are, but the problem is, is no, if he, if Trump takes one of them, then that probably means that there was a big polling error out there somewhere, and that polling error would affect all of those states. And so if he wins one, he's likely to win a bunch of them. Uh-huh. Um, they all kind of move together, 
And so the whole thing, just, anyway, Trump's got a one in ten chance of winning. But anyway. Uh, I could go into a whole fight night at... Yeah. Yes. I, I, it's a whole YouTube video of this guy doing completely incredibly wrong math as a promo for a wrestling show. Nice. Talking about how, mathematically speaking, he's got a 175.5% chance of winning. That's nice. Um, anyway, be- before I get too far afield here, um, anyway, uh, they're talking about their strategies going into Pennsylvania. All right, and the New York Times is is presenting Joe Biden's strategy, which, according to this article, is Joe Biden striving to get out his message. He's trying to reach out to people, trying to encourage as many people as possible to get to the polls, uh, relying on turnout, especially among uh, new voters and reluctant voters, because that's what works. All right, um, more democracy. Donald Trump's strategy, again, according to this article, is, I mean, yes, he's also spreading his message, but. In addition, uh, he's trying to alter and confuse the election process. Uh, he wants to challenge as many things as possible in court so that they will have a basis of excluding mail-in votes, uh, which are supposed to lean Democratic. Uh, he wants to make it harder to count all of the early votes in a timely fashion, which are also supposed to lean Democrat. He wants to encourage partisan poll watchers to show up at the polls and keep an eye on stuff, uh, which were were uh, deemed voter intimidation and suppression. They were banned after the 1980 election. And uh, this will be their first appearance in 40 years, poll watchers. How awesome is that? I, I found the video. Trump Trump has uh, just recently stated that they are now geared up uh, with evidence being collected by their poll watchers. They are now going to be geared up to actually go to court to challenge individual votes. Like literally this one person didn't appear to have the correct ID, or this one person looked suspicious, this one person carried something in with them, and based on all of these different things that their poll watchers have spotted, not election officials, but partisan poll watchers, uh, we are they are pla- prepared to take all of those individually to court to sue over one vote at a time. Real quick, real quick. As, as someone who really enjoys law and the logistics of the courtroom, you know how long a court case takes? Yeah. There is litigation for, like, a year. Right, no, but... And he's he's talking about doing, at, at the quickest, doing court nonstop for the next 70 years. No, no, he's talking about tying up as much stuff as possible and sowing as much confusion as possible. Well, no, I'm saying if he's being completely honest in his allegations. Yeah, well, and they, they of course, because of the importance of the election, they would fast-track a bunch of these things, but... Um, but again, here's the thing, is New York Times is presenting this as, well, here's the strategies going in, but literally one, one candidate's strategy is more, de- more democracy, get more people out. And the other candidate's strategy is... Lie, cheat, steal. Is, is n- less democracy. Try to throw out as many votes as possible that we think are unfavorable to us. Try and prevent people from wanting to come to the polls in the first place. Try. How is... like? And some of it is... is just God, obviously criminal action, uh-huh. uh, or certainly immoral and unethical action, and yet they're presented in this article as well, just two sides of a coin. That you know, hey, one side wants more democracy, the other side wants less. These are both valid strategies for winning an election. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But one is one is just anti-American, right? 
one is anti-American, anti-democratic, and and that, and, but that's just glossed over. All right. Yeah. Anyway, I guess my uncomfortable topics was another nerd rage. Sorry. Um, and then this is it. Look, the election's on Tuesday, uh, and then by Tuesday night, there's nothing else we can do but wait it out. And, yep. you know, scream about the court cases and the challenges and the recounts and everything else that goes on. And uh, I'm just hoping and praying that uh, that it's just an overwhelming victory. That's yep. what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that it is so clear cut that by the end of election night, it is obvious where the count is going to go. There you go. All right. Anyway. Uh, oh, you know what we haven't done in a long time? Oh, is this a segment I didn't know we had and could have really used several times but didn't know it existed? Right. Jeez, Netflix has a lot of crappy horror movies. No, me? no, that's not the one. No, it's the Nerd Pride Turntable. Jamboree handouts, two turntables and a microphone. Bottles and cans that just clap your hands or just clap your hands. That's right. We're just wannabe music nerds talking about music. Did you know we could do this? Talk about music? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. Well, what'd you want to talk about? So, uh, about six months ago, uh, Far Cry 5 and Ubisoft released all the music that you hear on the radio in Far Cry 5. Okay. One of the songs is a propaganda song from the cultists that you fight in that game. Sure it is. Entitled Keep Your Rifle By Your Side. And it is very tongue-in-cheek about political and religious extremists making up complete and utter lies about the other side on why they need to keep their guns and shoot anyone who disagrees with them. And to any normal observer, it's very tongue-in-cheek, and very ho-ho-ha-ha, great exaggeration of the truth. Yeah, I listened to the song. He played it for me just before we started. And yeah, it's very much a, uh, um, it's, it's very much a parody. It's a so over-the-top that... that Christian no, right-wing extremist. Right, it's so over-the-top, no one can take it seriously. This was, this was a song... Uh, ostensibly in the game by and for uh, extremist religious cultists. Right. And then a bunch of people who are right-wing religious extremists just took the song and ran with it. Like, uh-huh. like, yeah, we agree with what this song is saying. Don't know where it's from, but man, this is a good song. Yeah. I'm telling you, this is, this is why uh, my old Animal Cast Women in Gaming episode is no longer funny. No, because people just agree with you now. Right, because it was it, we thought it was funny when it was so over the top that we knew no one could possibly take it seriously. Right. Except, well, okay, at the time, there were some people who did take it seriously, and we just assumed that they were so stupid that that became funny to us. That should have been our tip-off that, oh, no, no, no. The fact that people can take it seriously? Right. Um... The fact that you can go out and find, you know, you know, no matter what your extremist parody is, you can probably find some people out there going, well, I don't see what the humor is. That sounds great. Right. See? Yeah, I don't get it, dude. Oh, my God. It's just, it's one of those things where you can make jokes all you want, but someone's going to agree, and it's not a joke to them. Uh-huh. Right, unless unless the joke specific, which is why I don't find shock humor that funny. Right, not anymore, at least. I agree with you. Because oh wow, you said a racial slur. 
Hoo-hoo, hee-hee-ha-ha. But seriously, though, that's not good. Don't do that. Right, exactly. Oh, yeah, the idea that, that yeah, I put a... I put a, a racist joke into my into my set because when I get to it, I can wink at the crowd, and we all know that it's funny because you know I'm not a racist. But you, you still, still made a racist yeah. joke. Yeah, you're still making a racist joke, like, um, Bert Kreischer. Oh my, such a disappointment on his last set. Such a disappointment. He's got this whole long bit about how he made a racist joke in front of a black guy. <sighs> At a at a Starbucks or whatever yep. coffee shop, and the guy found it so funny that they kept asking for more, and so he kept coming in and doing racist jokes. But it's okay for, because for a black audience. But it's okay because right, like literally, uh, like sometimes when there's racially sensitive stuff in a comedy set, you will see the camera then uh, pans to a black person in the audience. They cut to some black person in the audience laughing at the joke, so that you at home can feel okay laughing at That's the joke. The thing is. This creature doesn't have any of those. Right. This is this is Bert just skipping over the whole tricky camera work bit and just saying, "Hey, all right, so here's a racist joke that this black guy laughed at." That's it's still a racist joke, Bert. I, right. I don't even know that I believe your story, but um, I mean, I love Bert Kreischer, and I think he's a great storyteller. Right. Uh, but but and it this wasn't one, just this like, one was disappointing. It wasn't. It wouldn't have been so bad if it was just the one set of jokes. But he kept pulling racist jokes through the whole hour. Oh, that's right. It was it was jokes about how black he likes his coffee. Right. But then uh, later yeah. on, he was talking about how his daughter went to Black Panther. And... Oh, I didn't see that far. Oh, I, no, I quit. I quit after the... It's the whole set. The whole hour is interspersed with racist jokes. Ah, that's disappointing. Uh-huh. Darn it. And let me tell you, uh, a friend that I speak about frequently really loves that set. Oh, of course. Absolutely. Uh, yep. Well, because, again, it, it's, it's completely fine because, you know, look, black people make these jokes. They laugh at it. It's all right. It's, a, it's okay. You can, I, have, I have black friends. Mm-hmm. Um, ugh. So... You know, Trump's all right. I mean, did you hear that uh, Lil Wayne is on his side now? And yeah, because Lil Wayne's Kanye. the kind of... And, yeah, look... All oh, these... oh, 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 does he have R. Kelly's support, too? <laughs> um, your brother just told me a really bad what, R. Kelly what, joke what was, earlier. Was the R. Kelly and hockey joke? Yeah, let's not share. Um, <laughs> really not. Really. Uh, but... <laughs> But yeah, look, okay, so these, these these rappers all support Trump, but I mean, come on. It's because they're rich. They're really, really rich. That's why they support uh-huh. Trump. They're rich, and they like the idea that Trump's tax plans will will let them keep a lot more of their money in their pocket. That's what they like. Right. I mean, that's, it's not like it's a secret here. So, uh, all right, anyway, look, we got we to gotta stop. stop doing political stuff. Uh, instead, I say we go for some... Pod. Oh, Matic. Why is he so far away? Hot, so you can't reach him. Hot dog. This is the Nerd Pride Radio Pod O Matic. At the end of every cast, I bring you the bubble. R2 in his fully picked, picked up, up Pod O Matic bubble. Give me the bubble. He rolls up random topics for me to talk about. And where do these topics come from, you ask? Well, Give me the bubble. That's where you come in. You guys want to hear us hate <laughs> on about something? 
Send your question or topic to me by email, or better yet, Give me by, e- by email, because our forums are still down. Uh, and I'll add it to the Podomatic list. Podomatic is about whatever you, you want, want it to, to be. be. Give me the bubble. Our, fir- our first number. Just, would the- you back off so I can at least see the number? Give me the bubble. Our first number is 25. Oh. 25 is from Ron. Aha, I got the button. <laughs> and Ron says, who's your favorite Superman actor? Nicholas Cage. He never got to be Superman. No. You're a loser. No, but he did have the costume and the hair, and it almost happened. He had to recite lines as Superman before the casting change. Look, I, I don't know. He may have never made it to the silver screen, but for a time, he was Superman. Who was who was the TV guy? Was that George Reeve? Because then there's Christopher Reeve, no relation. Uh, Dean Cain on TV. Uh, oh, who's the new guy that did Man of Steel? I can't remember his name. I don't know. Uh, whoever whoever did his voice back in the back in the Super Friends. That's my best one because I don't I don't really care for any of the Superman actors to tell the truth. I mean, I certainly don't want to see balding Nick Cage playing Superman with CGI hair or anything. Uh, that would be terrible. But yeah, ugh, ugh. Nick Cage Superman is gross, but uh, but I'm not really fond of any of the Superman actors. Oh, Henry Cavill, that's the Man of Steel one. I mean, if I had to pick one, Henry Cavill's probably probably my favorite. But even that's not great. I don't know. I don't Superman know. just isn't a good hero. Yes, screen representations of Superman just haven't been. Comic representations of Superman just aren't good. Fifty-eight. Fifty-eight is from someone. Probably. Maybe. Best guess. 58 is from... Oh, it's from Lisa. Why, Lisa? Lisa says, how do you deal with stress? Uh, well, recently I go to my doctor and get medicated, really. I was going to say, getting by, getting high. Uh, no. Uh, me dealing with stress? Um, I like to bottle it up. <laughs> Oof. I like to bottle it up and push it down until finally... So finally, my wife says, what the hell's wrong with you lately? What, what are you worried about? I'm like, I'm not worried about anything. Yeah, well, you're clearly acting weird. And then I go, oh, God, now that you bring it up. And then I figure out what it is that I've been worried about. And then we talk about it. Um, but uh, right, I did that. And then I got medicated because it caused severe paranoia and panic attacks daily. And right. Hey, how's that going? It's going really well. See, that's awesome. I feel great. Medication is not evil, people. Yeah. Don't don't no, be of afraid of talking to a doctor and finding out what does and doesn't work for you. Of course medication is not evil, people. Soylent Green is evil, people. No, Soylent Green is just people. Oh, shit. I their, always messed that one up. Their alignment is uh, yet to be seen. Yeah, look. I, or just, tasted. Just, like, mental health, the stigma of mental health issues in this country sucks. And uh-huh. um, there are plenty of people I know who benefit from counseling and therapy. Um uh, I've been to counseling and therapy in my life and, and found it uh, very, very useful for um, for an issue that we were going through. Um, I know many people who are taking psychoactive medications for uh, for various conditions. And everyone, everyone worries about, oh, it just turns you into a zombie. Oh, it hides your personality. It takes away your personality. It, uh, no, no, it really doesn't. If you're doing it right, if you're 
working with your doctor, if you're right. being honest about if, stuff. If you feel that your medication is taking away your personality, speak with your doctor. Right. Because because most people I know have a very positive response to medication. And look, some of them, some people, there's there's more extreme issues going on and it's not just that you have to deal with the, the chemical imbalance and the medication. It's also that you have to deal with uh, long-term, lifelong, ingrained habits uh, and thought patterns that are bringing you down. And so uh, for some people, a little medication does wonders to take the edge off and help you cope. Whereas for other people, um, yeah, okay, medication might be part of the answer, but you also need the therapy. You need um, you need some kind of counseling therapy to, to help you uh, retrain your own thought patterns, your own behaviors, your own, yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, there's a lot of good to be had there. And uh, uh, yeah, Aiden, Aiden apparently is willing to vouch for that. Yes. So, um, so yeah, very cool. What in that? Stop it. Stop. I, I don't even care. What's the number? What's 28. The number? 28. God, it would be better if I looked over at your phone and it was just porn or something. I don't even... Stop. I don't want to know what that is. I really have no urge to know what you're looking at. Oh, my God. Is that Kyle with people peeling carrots onto his face? No. That's, <laughs> no, that would be better. At least that I understand. Um, this one is from Kyle. Well, hi, Kyle. Speak of the devil. <laughs> Speak of Carrot Man himself. Uh, Kyle says, what major holidays do you no longer observe? He says, we don't do Valentine's Day or Easter or Flag Day. What's Flag Day? Yeah, I don't I don't think I've ever done Flag Day. Um, I don't observe Grandparents Day. Uh, I, is there Grandparents Day? Well, there's a whole bunch of them. Like, like Mother's Day and Father's Day were invented by uh, Hallmark. Well, um, right. Well, they've gone so far as to now, they've, they created Grandparents Day, they've created Son's Day and Daughter's Day, um, Boss's Day. Uh, just to sell their cards. Right. Boss's Day, I will usually tell my boss Happy Boss's Day. Uh-huh. But I don't do anything about uh, it. National Talk Like a Pirate Day? Um, you mean Hermione Granger's birthday? The less important holiday, yes. How do I choose? What am I supposed to... I'm supposed to be serious about my, uh, uh, my sincere wishes for Hermione Granger on her birthday while talking like a pirate? I'm sure she's used to it at this point. Our happy birthday, Lassie. No, it doesn't work for I'm me. I'm sure she gets about a bajillion tweets every year like that. Yeah, she probably does. Because Hermione Granger's birthday is Emma Watson's birthday. So, um, November 19th. Talk like a pirate day. So, anyway. Which um, is coming up. Right. It's coming up soon. We're going to have to make our choices. Uh, yeah, last year it was on a weekend. So, it was sad because... Talk like a pirate day is really only fun if you're interacting with people, and it was on a Saturday. I think we just slept in. So, uh, oh, but okay. So, what what holidays do you no longer observe that maybe you used to? Uh, it's actually uh, National Family uh, Literacy Day today. Nice. Uh, National Cook for Your Pets Day. Hmm. Is it actually? Uh, is it actually? Uh, Vegan Day? World Vegan Day? Uh, World Vegan Day is today. Right. Because Kyle, of course, is vegan. I don't know if you knew that. Um, but uh, Kyle has chosen to go vegan. Kyle also decided that this was no Facebook November. Oof. And so... Um, oh, God, see, I can't say anything. Never mind. I'm going to have to skip this part. Um, 
It is uh, Antigua and Barbuda's uh, Independence Day. Antigua and Bar- Barbuda? Weird. Uh, it's the anniversary of the Algerian Revolution. Right. Well, obviously. Right. Uh, Liberty Day in the U.S. Virgin Isles. Great. It's All Saints Day. Uh, National Authors Day. National Calzone Day. National Calzone Day. Thank you, Pizza Hut. National Deep Fried Clams Day. Ugh. That's only in Maine. Alright, anyway. Um, I'm sorry, did I say National Bruh Day? Oh, Brush. <laughs> National Bruh Day. Bruh. <laughs> sorry. Um, uh, tomorrow is Deviled Eggs Day. Of the, of the holidays that I maybe once Tomorrow is also National Ohio Day! I don't ever do anything for St. Patrick's Day. I mean, if it's if it's during a weekday, I'll wear something green just because I own a lot of green and I just don't want people to make comments all day. Um, so I'll wear something green on St. Pat's Day. I've never done Cinco de Mayo. Um, we don't usually make a big deal about Valentine's Day, although traditionally for uh, Lisa and I, Valentine's Day is, day, is uh, that weekend in February is usually a weekend that we just get away um, and... So I suppose I suppose that's celebrating Valentine's Day. That's the reason we started doing it at that time of year. So we'll get out of town. We'll get a hotel somewhere. Get away from everybody, um, jobs, kids, all of that, and spend uh, two three days just just the two of us off doing something new. No, no, uh, November fourth is National Chicken Lady Day in Canada. Not, not, unspecified. Have you seen the Chicken Lady? Because Chicken Lady is a uh, Kids in the Hall sketch. So, um, Chicken Lady Day. What? Uh, no, Doctor? No. These the educational standards. That, no, this is... She's... All right, no. All right, sorry. Sorry, that's terrible radio. Chicken Lady Day has nothing to do with that. So, darn. I was uh, really hoping it was the Chicken chicken Lady from Kids in the Hall. Uh, no. November 5th is Guy Fox Day. Yes. Yes. This, this is my new Texan ghost towns, by the way. I'm just going to keep doing this for oh, the rest of the... Oh, right. then can we, can we stop then? How about we not do that? Have you because... 91. 91? Uh, November 5th is also National Love Your Red Hair Day. Stop, please. 91 is from Ronster. And Ron says, The town you live in is being renamed, and your entry into the contest was the one drawn out of the proverbial hat. What did you rename your town? Uh, next town over. Nice. The only thing I can think of is Shit's Creek. Uh, November 6th is National Nachos Day. 78. This is the last one. I, sh- uh, I should it, have said last one like two or three ago, so this can be the real last one. because It's, it's also pretend. Saxophone Day. Oh. It's from Kyle. Kyle says, "Are we past? Oh, hi, Kyle. Are we past peak unicorn? Peak unicorn? Yeah. Are, are, are we are we done with unicorns now? No. Is it old hat? Nope. I mean, I get like like yes, there are some people who still like no unicorns. considering considering Just, that Poopsie exists as well as a new generation of My Little Pony was just confirmed, but unicorns are still in full swing. Right? No, no, no. Some people still like unicorns." And there's still there's still some market for it, like November like seventh is National Bison Day. There's still people who enjoy reading Garfield, for example. I don't believe you. 
It's still in the paper. I don't believe that those Jim people Davis, ever exist. Jim Davis still gets a goddamn check. Every- have, have you seen the hour-long video of a guy deeply psychoanalyzing the first ever Garfield comic? Mm. No, but I'm not surprised it exists. I know the comic. I used to own the book that had that comic. And I've read that book, well, when I was 12, I read that book 50 times. So, ugh. Hi, I'm John Arbuckle. This is my cat, Garfield. No, no, it's not that one. It's not that one? No, it's the Where's My Pipe? And then it's just an image of Garfield with a pipe, and then John yelling Garfield. Really? Yep. Ugh, that's gross. Yeah. Ugh. Alright, so the whole point is, yes, unicorns are maybe still popular, but are we past the peak? We're past the peak of their popularity, and we're on the downhill side now. Well, I think the peak of unicorn popularity was when they became, like, a stereotype of little girls in the early 2010s. Mm-hmm. I think that was, like, peak unicorn. Yeah, see, I think I think we're, yes. I think, but, but, uh, but we're still very much in high unicorn population, though. Yes. Yeah, yeah, there's still a lot of unicorn out there, but, you know... There's still a lot of goddamn minion memes out there, too. We're way past peak minion, and yet there's so much minion out there. There's still minion merch being sold. Ugh. November 9th is National Louisiana Day. Okay, well, now it's time for me to turn it over to GLaDOS. 42, the answer to life, the universe, and everything. Hey, December 1st is World AIDS Day. It's from Ronster. Ron says... Automatic entry. Gregorian date, 0212-2020. Noise-canceling headphones. A distraction or productivity booster? Productivity booster. Straight up. Never tried them. Um, for me, if I have them in while I'm working, I warn my coworkers, hey, if you need my attention, tap my shoulder, because I'm wearing noise-canceling. I cannot hear you. And all day long at work? <laughs> what? Oh. Yeah, yeah every, every time. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I I'm not allowed to wear headphones at my current job, but at previous jobs. Uh huh. God, I'm just imagining Yancey wearing noise canceling headphones all day, and I just get to sneak up behind him and just tap. Him. Uh, December first is actually the uh, Romanian national holiday. So anyway, now it is time to turn over to Gladys. Fifty-five. Fifty-five is from it's Kyle. Kyle says. What kinds of things do we take for granted now as necessities that our grandkids are going to think we're dumb and not necessities? I'm thinking stuff that's been widely adopted, like front lawns made of grass or zoos. Uh, needing to drive everywhere instead of just on complex back roads. Yeah? I, th- I think self-driving is going to take a lot of that. Oh, yeah. Well, and even for the complex back roads, I think. So, hello? Hey, what's up? Um, without reading it out loud, can you tell me if what I'm putting on Kyle's wall is appropriate? What? <laughs> sure, yeah. sure. Let me see. Um, well, I can't see it now. You have to show us the whole thing. Ah, there we go, there we go. I can see it now. Uh, hello? All right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Oof. Right ah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Okay. All right, she's uh, got December more. December 1st is National Eat a Red Apple Day. Yeah, okay. 
Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to read this. All right. Uh, blah, December blah, blah, 1st blah, is also blah, World blah. Trick Shot Day. Nice. All right. Um, that's perfect. You did great. Uh, it is, uh, December 2nd is National Day in Laos. Look. Hold on. All right, so uh, back to Kyle's question. Yeah. Things that we take for granted now. Yeah, self-driving cars. I think uh, the idea, I mean, we're already getting to the point where landline phones, um, cable TV, stuff like that as technology has superseded them. December, December 3rd is National Roof Over Your Head Day. Like, the guy I work with, Chuck, Chuck is 65. And Chuck is, like, he is just outraged. Outraged that it's you would a, you would dare put a for rectal use only sticker on the okay now hold on a second yeah I <laughs> here's the thing someone gave me some for rectal use only stickers I did I found I, I bought them I did that thing so I took I, I put uh, I put a sticker that said for rectal use only on the uh, ghost pepper cheese in the fridge at work uh, Yancey found that very funny. Uh, I put some on Chuck's soda, um, which he did not even notice. He opened his soda, drank it, threw it away, never saw the sticker. December 4th is National Dice Day. But I also put a for rectal use only sticker on the Link Runner. It's a line tester for testing the network at work. Um, And so it's got all these clips and probes and and connections. (laughs) And so I put a for rectal use only sticker on it. And I was just waiting. And sure enough, Chuck pulls the thing out. He's got to go visit some site somewhere. And I can see him puzzling at it for a minute. And then very quietly, he doesn't point it out to anybody. He doesn't say anything. He just slowly works to peel it off and throw it away while nobody's looking. And he's not going to say a word about it. (laughs) And then you replaced it. And I'm like, Chuck, what did you do with my sticker? He's like, oh, uh, 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 I mean, he was just mortified that he would go out and work somewhere and and have a for rectal use only sticker on one of his tools. I'm like, wh- who's getting close enough to read the line tester while you're plug- plugging it in in the closet? I don't get. <laughs> See what I mean? For rectal use only. Um, super funny. I mean, especially when he's in the closet. But that's exactly. But that's 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 Chuck for you. Um, <laughs> no, Chuck was outraged. That uh, December fifth is National Ninja Day. Apple TV has bought up It's a Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown, or It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. Anyway, it's bought up the the Peanuts Halloween special, and thus this is me sarcastically going, "Oh no!" Right? Okay, exactly. But they've bought up It's a Great uh, It's the Great Pumpkin, whatever the Halloween special, and um, and so now. The only way this Halloween season that you could watch The Great Pumpkin, the only way you could see it... Is if you have Apple TV. Is if you have a subscription to Apple TV. He was outraged. Well, what? How How are kids going to be able to see it? How are they going to know? They should see gonna... it. And it's like, like, A, it's super old, dude. They definitely shouldn't see the Thanksgiving special. That one's racist. And, and B, here's the thing, Chuck. If you put it on TV, they wouldn't have seen it. Because kids don't watch TV right. anymore. Kids, kids don't even don't ever bother with TV anymore. They watch they watch YouTube. They watch streaming video. They watch Netflix. They watch. Uh-huh. It's like, and I'm sure, I'm sure the Great Pumpkin is on YouTube for free. I mean, it's getting to the point where where 
actual cable TV for kids is you know has about the same market share as a lot of these other things like Apple December fifth is National Rhubarb Vodka Day. So um, it's just crazy. So mm-hmm. uh, things like that. I think I think there was a point there. Doesn't make any difference. Uh, December sixth is Good Neighborly Neighborliness Day in Turkmenistan. Now it's time for Glados to give us a recap of this week's episode so far. No, you're too late. Sixty-seven. Two. Sixty-seven. Too late. Sixty-seven. Sixty-seven. Screw you. And you only got the extra one. I wasn't going to hit it, but you only got the extra one for abusing R2. (sighs) It's from Lisa. Hey, Lisa. You're about to get in a physical fight. Okay. What song comes on as your fight song? Uh, (laughs) Naruto OST1. Nice. No, I'm kidding. Oh. I, I I need time to think about uh probably uh the grand finale from uh Martin Luigi's Bowser's Inside Story because that's just a s- bop. Okay, mine's fighting trousers. Yeah, uh. yeah, that's what gets you pumped to. No, that's just it's a great song and it's about fighting, and and it's because I'm never actually going to get to the fight. I'm just going to talk about it a lot. Uh, November, uh, sorry, December 6th is National Microwave Oven Day. Just, just take it, GLaDOS. We've said it enough times. Remember when the platform was sliding into the fire pit and I said goodbye, and you were like, No way. And then I was all, we pretended we were going to murder you. That was great. This podcast is copyright 2020 by Nerd Pride Radio. The opening and closing theme is Death Metal Disco by Ian Cronk, uh, as performed by Black Dove Underground. My bumper music this week was, uh... Weezer's in the Garage, I think. Yeah, it was. Yes. Two Turntables and a Microphone by Beck. You didn't know that one was in there, did December you? December 8th is National Brownie Day. Um, did we do any others? Books, Countdown, Five Links, 1999. No, that's about it. All right, uh, December 9th is International Anthony all the songs I use. Day. All the songs I use are available on a variety of music services, so you should check them out, listen to them, buy them, enjoy them. I wouldn't put them in my podcast if I didn't love them. If you going to help out Nerd Pride, subscribe to this podcast uh, with whatever podcatcher you normally use, and write us a nice review or crappy review as long as it's got five stars, because that's what makes a difference to the algorithm. There you go. Uh, I said it on purpose. De- that time. December 10th is you really a decimal do, system If you day. really want to do something super nice for the podcast, recommend it to your friends, because if you're enjoying it, you should be spreading the word to let other people enjoy it as well. Word of mouth is my bread and butter, people. Uh, remember, I'm always looking for you listeners to do my work for me. Don't December forget to send me questions National Noodle topics for the Potomatic. Let me know if you want to be included in Listener Betrayal. And if you have a really interesting nerd fact about an upcoming episode number, send it to me and save me all of that grueling research. My contact information is mike at nerdprideradio.com. That's about it for right now. Those forums will be back online soon. I'm sure they will. December uh, 12th is National Dingling Day. Either way, look, uh, you know, send me an email, get in touch. Uh, we'll hang out together. We'll become best friends in the world. We'll, we'll have, have fun. Sometimes I feel like you don't appreciate my running bits and episodes, and it just annoys you, and I feel like this needs to be a back and forth. Or at least you don't, at least, like, give me a little appreciation. Shut up, Meg. December 15th is Bill of Rights Day. You 
before we start recording every podcast, December 15th is National Cat Herders Day. I post up to my ever-vigilant Gallium Club members, and Aiden sends out to his, his beautiful and thoughtful, intelligent Platinum Club members, and we say, hey, we're recording. Anything you say during the duration of our recording will be read off at the end of the episode, which is what we are doing right now. I guess you say the, the Platinum List members are precious. Boo. Boo. Hi, Hungry. Uh, December 16th is National Chocolate Covered Everything Day. Okay. Did you send out anything to your platinum club members? Oh, of course I did. We we usually let you go first. All right, I'll go first. That's fine. Um, Let's go back here and do... Uh, December 17th is National Wright Brothers Day. Look, uh, I sent out a a message that said, Hey, Nerd Pride Gallium in the house! We are recording and we need to know what's your favorite weird fact. Aiden wrote in and Aiden said, the real Aiden died in 1983. Yeah. He's my best friend, man. We were in seventh grade. Were you really in seventh grade in 1983? I was in seventh grade in 1983, yes. I didn't know an Aiden, though. This isn't. I did, I did not name him after my dead childhood friend. Uh, my my dead childhood friend was named Chuck. December 19th is National Hard Candy Day. I'm kidding. I didn't have a, a, that, a dead... A- I didn't have a dead childhood friend of any sort. Uh, the Chuck I knew uh, when I was a kid was a real asshole. Unlike the Chuck I know now, who is pretty cool, even though he is old. Um, you can be old and cool, uh, I'm finding out. Weird, yeah, see, right? See, now now these uh, holidays are now weird facts, so now they're topical. I also sent a message to Kyle. Uh, December 20th is National Sangria Day. And Kyle said, experts estimate that 14% of people have been secretly videotaped in a public bathroom. Wow. Um, and then he also sent, you can guess where this is going. Yeah, I know exactly where this is going. Um, I don't want it. It's it's Kyle, but he's WAP. It's, it's Kyle, but he has once again superimposed his face on a woman. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, he's he's both Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion God, in this video. It's, it's also bit crushed, though. Well, sure. I, I I need to hear this podcast just to know like how that transference went over the mic, and then the playback has just got to sound just like a garbled mess. Well, and I was also covering the microphone because right. I was afraid it was actually going to say "wet ass pussy," and I wouldn't want that going out. Right. No microphone. one wants wet ass pussy on the air. Right. Because that's not how we sex it up. We're worship and prayer. Alright, um, and then Kyle also follows up with, also, that weird fact I told you wasn't true. I made it up. But it sounds real, right? Oh, yeah, like how uh, uh, Greek youths in emulation of Hermes like to tear the wings off of birds and glue them to their shoes. Is that is it like that fact that you made up? Here, December jerk, 21st Kyle. is National Flashlight Day. Alright. Um, and December like 69th is National Fleshlight Day. Dave says... Go, guys, go! I don't know if it's weird or not, but I love that zero is the last number that was discovered. Really? Really? Was Google was Google discovered before zero? Is that what you're saying? Whatever, jerk. But no, I get your point. Yes, we got all of our counting numbers uh, and then uh, and then figured out that, oh yeah, we need a zero too. I love that one. Uh, in fact... Uh, December 23rd is National Roots Day. One of my favorite uh, Schoolhouse Rock songs is uh, My Hero Zero. I love my Hero Zero. I also like three as a magic number. Um, 
but uh, uh, but My Hero Zero is really good. Those are my two favorites, I think. I think. God, I now have to go listen to the albums. Uh, give me, give me, give me a second. Uh, what? December fifteenth is on this list at least marked as Christmas, Catholic Christmas Day, and Christmas Day all separately. Yeah, not fifteenth, twenty fifth. You meant? Yeah, sorry. Uh, who knows? They're compiling it from a bunch of different lists. I bet. I bet. I bet they're pulling it into a uh, bunch. It's of also different National calendars. Pumpkin Pie Day. Uh huh. So, um, and then Dave <laughs> continues on and says, "Oh, my favorite weird fact is that the pentatonic scale is ubiquitous to all cultures except one in Indonesia. It has to do with the fact that, except for Gamalan music, almost all other cultures built their scale on the resonating qualities of a string or a column of air." Gamalan scales are built instead on the resonance of a bar. They behave very differently. Wow, that is actually very fascinating. I have no idea All right. what that sounds like, but uh, I'm interested to know I, now. I'm, I'm so sorry. This, one's, this one I actually want to talk about for a second. Uh, December 25th is also National Alphabet Day, or Noel Day. Oh. <laughs> I'm hungry. I'm dead. Um, so, uh... All right. Uh, this one's from Todd. Todd says, Aiden is a living human. It's a fact, and he's strange. Yeah, I'll give you that. All right. I also died in 1983, but... Let's see. That's neither here nor there. Oh, uh, Yancey responded, Wombats have cube-shaped poop. It's true. Yes, they do. I've seen it. Um, and then Lisa says, Help! Well, that's not a weird fact, Lisa. You're uh, really bad at this December game. December 26th is National Winer's Day. Sort of like you, Mike. I'm done. Oh, are you? Yeah. Are you sure? Yes. Uh, the first one comes to us from a mystery person who called me in the middle of the podcast. Sorry if I bothered you or anything. I didn't mean to interrupt anything if you were in the middle of something. I was, buddy. I was in the middle of the podcast, and only you will know that you interrupted, and you're going to be really embarrassed about it. Nice. Uh, the next one comes to us from Emily. Oh, hey, Emily. Uh, I said, howdy, Platinum members. My dad and I are recording today. If you'd like to say anything, say, if you if you'd like us to say something or have us read anything, now is your chance. We will read anything you send to us. Seriously, anything you type will be read off. This week's question... What are your predictions for 2021? And the first one comes to us from Emily. Uh, and she says, Bold of you to assume there will be a 2021. Ooh. That's ominous. That, that is. That's negative. I have a tough time with that. Uh, the next one comes to us from Ryan. And he says, 2022. The sequel. It's just 2020 again. Nice. Uh, the, he, he also says the simulation resets. The third Monday in January is Martin Luther King Day. Thank you. Uh, the next one's from Kyle. Oh no. Uh, Kyle says 2021 will smell more like sandalwood. And he says, great question, man. You're knocking them out of the park. And then just a <laughs> gif of his face superimposed over Wonder Woman running. Oh, nice. It's the 1970s Wonder Woman. Pretty good. Anyway. Wow. Fe uh, February 2nd is Groundhog Day. The next one comes from Isaiah. 
And Isaiah says, people are going to go crazy. And he then says, I know it's not a good answer, but think about it for a little bit. Going crazy could mean anything, depending on who and what you're talking about. That is a cheap prediction. <sighs> but next you're going to tell me that January 1st is New Year's Day? We all knew that. So I worked it in naturally that time. I appreciate it. And I think that's it. What? February 14th is Valentine's Day. I'm just going with with big national holidays. Alright, let's end this right. Uh, December 31st is National Make Up Your Mind Day. March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. Uh, December 28th, Pledge of Allegiance Day. May the 4th is Star Wars Day. May the 5th is Cinco de Mayo. You're just kind of, you're not even reading off the list. But it could be. Good lord. Look, all I'm saying is April 3rd is National Moose Day. Okay, the list I came up with by the way. Um, this is great. I love this list. Uh, April 6th is National Sorry Charlie Day. Okay. March 20th, first day of stay-at-home directive orders in the in Nevada. March 21st, first day of stay-at-home orders in Illinois and New Jersey. March 22nd, Those first day of stay-at-home orders in Louisiana and New York. This is on the list of holidays. So, um, of holidays observed in the United States in 2020. April 9th, National Winston Churchill Day. We're done. Look, uh, you guys have been awesome. I appreciate you being April here. April 10th, National Farm Animals Day. I am so sorry for the really, really crappy holiday lists. This is terrible radio. Um, but we still love you anyway, and we're glad you were here, and uh, we'll see you next time. See you guys. Say uh, goodbye, R2. Oh, he rolled a double zero, too. Say goodnight, Aiden. Good night, everybody. <laughs>